0: Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to episode number 71 of Just Jets. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary. Going to be hanging out with you, talking some youth, getting into your voicemails and so much more. I'm excited to be here But first, let's take a minute and talk about our sponsor. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Well, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the lawnmower 4.0. That's right, the 4.0. It got even better. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. So join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my promo code JETS20. That is J E T S 20. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Buy yourself something nice. With that, let's talk about the giveaway, too, before I get into today's episode. So on the trip to 10K, when the YouTube channel hits 10,000, I will be giving away two different Manscaped packages and a Zach Wilson jersey. All you have to do is subscribe to this channel and the Just Jets Clips channel, linked down below in the description. Once you do that, comment, done, and you will be entered to win. Like I said, the giveaway will happen when this channel hits 10,000. We're a little bit away from that. We're like 600 away, but starting the process now. We're promoting, we're promoting, we're going to get there, and it's going to be all of us together. So I am absolutely pumped up about it. Let's get into the episode, and what I want to call the intro is sticking with youth. So Robert Sala and Joe Douglas seem to have made it abundantly clear that at the quarterback position and at the cornerback position, they will be sticking with youth. And that may be a little bit risky because right now the Jets have a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson. Their QB two is James Morgan, who did not dress for a single game last year. And QB three is Mike White, who, let's face it, is a a QB three. So they don't have a a ton of uh, people who've played a, a lot of snaps. It's a lot of inexperience there. And the same could be said at corner right now. Bryce Hall, who I thought had a up and down rookie year, but a mostly good rookie year. Looks like the lead guy in that room. On the other side, you'd assume Bless Austin, Isaiah Dunn, uh, maybe someone like one of those two guys. I I would think Pinnock is probably a stretch. I don't think he gets a starting job on the other end. Maybe undrafted free agent Lamar Jackson from last year gets a starting job. And in slot, you're either going to have Javelin Guidry or you're going to have someone like Michael Carter II who they drafted Uh, So they're going to go with youth in a lot of different areas. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. If you're not going to be a, a team that's likely to make the playoffs, then, okay, let's get the youth experience. I understand that. My only gripe and or concern is if it holds you back from evaluating other pieces because those things are struggling so much. For example... Uh, Maybe not so much with the quarterback, but it would be nice to, in my opinion, it would be nice to have a a veteran in the room with uh, Zach Wilson. As for the cornerback group, like, will we be able to evaluate the youngsters at linebacker and on the defensive line because the corners are getting beat so badly? I would say probably, yes. I, I, I guess so. But don't be surprised if you're losing a lot of games, 34 to 30, and stuff like that if they're giving up a bunch of points. Now, to Robert Sala's credit, we know that his defenses tend to uh, focus heavily on the front four, which is fine. There's no issue with that. Uh, and he's gotten a lot out of young corners and inexperienced corners for that matter. I, and from a roster-building perspective, and just a little apprehensive about those really two key areas. And one, the backup quarterback role. And the corner just pretty much right down the roster, the inexperience there. Now, it can work out. There's a scenario, like I said, where it does work out where the front four gets home early and makes your life easy for your corners. And, you know, maybe Zach Wilson just takes the ball and runs with it and doesn't matter who the backup quarterback is. Hopefully he doesn't have to play a snap. Unfortunately, the last three years, the quarterback, the backup quarterback has played a lot. It's. I don't know. I guess it's just something that I'm going to have to come to grips with and that a lot of Jet fans are going to have to come to grips with because I feel like it's been talked about for a really long time, adding a veteran in. We've heard the names. Steven Nelson, Richard Sherman, bring back Brian Poole, or with quarterback uh, Nick Mullins is the name I talked about a lot, but he recently signed. So are they going to trade for Nick Foles? Are they going to trade for Gardner Minshew? Or are they just going to stick with the youth? And it seems like they're very much so hinting at sticking with the youth, which... I'm not necessarily opposed to, like I said, especially if you're not going to be a team that's fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, it does come with some risk, which I think is just the main point that I wanted to get out there, which is completely fine, really. Uh, and So a little quick monologue there at the beginning, but are you worried about the inexperience at quarterback and cornerback is my main thing? I am slightly, maybe you talk, you listener, talk me off the ledge. Why shouldn't I be? That's what we could use. We'll flip the script this time. I'm usually the one saying, okay, this is why you need to relax. or This is why you need to get excited. This time I need you to tell me why I should pump the brakes and relax a little bit. So with that, let's get into your voicemails. We have a lot of questions to get to this week. First one comes from Ben in New Jersey, and he wants to talk about a former player missing OTAs in minicamp.
2: What's up, Matt? It's Ben from Jersey. Yo. So, I just saw the news that our our good buddy Blitzboy, Boy is skipping mandatory training camps and of a new contact contract extension. This seems like a similar story. I, I I can't put my tongue on it, but I feel like I've heard the story from somewhere. Oh yeah, we got two first and a third out of there. Forgot about that. I just hope that I hope Seattle's happy. They, got, they traded two, a first and a third for this head case. Mm. And now, the they're head seeing case. What the, now they're seeing what they got into. And now I don't know what I want more. I don't know if I want Seattle to pay this, to pay this guy 30 million, pay, pay this guy over 20 million a year, or if, I, or if I want to see him get traded because I feel like that would be just instant karma. It'd just be so funny. Both would, honestly. I don't know. This, this is this. I just find the whole situation hilarious. And Joe Douglas, I thank you for trading this guy away because this team would have been in a worse, a horrible position if we kept this guy. That's my thoughts on what's happening right now. Let me know what you think. And as always, go Jets.
1: Yeah, uh, it's definitely not looking great in Seattle, which we shrug because again two first and a third which is very very nice and and a starting safety for you last year as well uh moral of the story here jamal adams very much so wants to capitalize and he wants to more than reset the safety market like 15 or 16 million dollars i don't think is going to do it for him he wants that 20 million dollar a year contract which good luck to you um i don't think seattle should do that i don't think that i that you know, I didn't think the Jets should do that either. That's why I was a proponent of trading him, especially when he was being so vocal about it. But they, this is... It should not come as a surprise. It really shouldn't based on what happened with the Jets just last year. And then he gets traded to Seattle. Okay, great. Now he wants his contract again. Yes, obviously this was going to happen. Um, but we'll see if he signs there. I, there's a very good chance he doesn't. I. I really think he ends up back in Dallas somehow. I really do. But good luck to you, Seattle. Glad he's not our problem anymore. Next up is Joe in Florida. Joe wants to talk about
3: the ownership a little bit. Hey, Matt, this is Joe from Florida.
4: What up? I'd like to preface this by uh, first saying I am a Jet fan, a Met fan, and a Ranger fan. And I cannot stress this enough right now. Go Bolts.
3: Uh, Ah, jealous. He's naturally,
4: Me being (laughs) fans of those teams, I am a pessimist. And I know firsthand, and I'm sure you know, I'm a Met fan as well, that bad ownership can absolutely ruin a team, yes. given what happened with Jeff Wilpon and what's going on right now with James Dolan and the Rangers. It doesn't really matter how good a team is, a bad owner can screw it up. And the Jets right now are really in a pretty good position. I'd say even a better position than they were with Rex Ryan. And yeah, I would like to see them succeed and everything, which is all great. But given from what I've seen from Woody Johnson and Christopher Johnson, I don't know, man. The, my my I guess my question is, if they somehow fail with Salah and Douglas and Wilson, does that just mean that it's going to be impossible for the Jets to win anything as long as ownership is still around? Thanks, man.
1: Um, I get that mindset. I understand where you're coming from. Um, if I were to just to play rebuttal, and I don't think the Jets' ownership is good, so don't take this as me standing up for uh, the Johnson family. They did have success under this ownership group. Now, they didn't win a Super Bowl, but they were in the playoffs how many times under this ownership group? Oh, 09 and 10, they came really damn close to a Super Bowl, as close as you could come. And it didn't end well because they got involved. But I'll say this. If they stick to their promise of letting the football people do the football things and staying out of it, then there is a much better chance of them having success. So that's what I'm rooting for. I think if they stay out of it, they'll be fine. If they want to get their grubby mitts all over this team, then it probably won't be fine. And that's why uh, it won't go well. So uh, I think that's really the key. And uh, let's go. I on this, Joe. Next up is Vinny Peak Peekskill. He wants to stand up for his guy, Joe D. Let's stand up for Joe D.
0: Hey, man. It's Vinny from Peekskill. <clears throat> and this call is more of a response to last week's anonymous caller. Oh, yes. And so, that, you're right. That was the worst take I ever heard. First off, these people exist everywhere. They have no common sense. But as Voltaire once said, common sense is not common. Rome wasn't built in a day. And to quote Bill Parcells, actually to take a quote, Bill Parcells once said and twi- tinkered around a bit, you can't blame the guy buying the ingredients when the cook puts together a lousy meal. Because sometimes just the cook sucks. Fair. And that's <laughs> what it was last year. Lousy cook, had decent ingredients, but just couldn't put together a right meal. I mean, these are the kind of people that would have saw Brett Favre's second season with the Packers and just jumped the gun. Brett Favre in his second season with the Packers threw 19 touchdowns with 24 interceptions. They don't understand the concept of patience and waiting for things to develop. But thank God for Jets and Packers fans and fans all around the league that these aren't the people that are running the teams. Yes. Because they... If teams were run like these guys think they should be run, nobody would ever amount to anything. I mean, it's fun to hear their delusional nonsense from time to time, but it's just honestly refreshing to know that nothing they ever say will come to fruition. That is all, and go Jets.
1: There you go. Love that. I think it was a completely fair rebuttal, Vinny. Uh, I agree with you. And I think there's a process here with Joe Douglas, which we're starting to see. I think we're starting to see it come uh, this year and more specifically going into the 2022 year, I think is where we're going to see it the most. Uh, So I'm with you, Vin. I think you brought up a lot of good points. Jeremy in Sacramento up next. He wants to talk about Denzel Mims. I do too. Let's get into it.
5: What's up, Matt O'Leary? How are you, my friend? Good. Jeremy from Sacramento. Glad you're doing well. Hey, um, I got a question for you. Um, well, a statement and a question. I, I think the the world's gone crazy with this whole Denzel Menz thing. Man, I just want to make a comment about this. First of all, I think he had a good year last year, considering, right? I mean, what I saw of him, I really liked. I was excited by him. I mean, there was some injuries there. That you can't control that. And there was, you know, the whole COVID and no training camp. Got a rookie coming out. I mean, obviously, he's not going to go for tons of yardage and touchdowns and be, you know, people are comparing him to other people that were in different systems. Right. Um, I think it's a little crazy. I think he, you know, people just need to calm down and look at his play. He looked really good at times. He did and showed great potential. I, you know, people are saying he can't run routes, and again, embellishing uh, the hell out of that. He's young. Obviously, he's going to improve his route running or needs to. Otherwise, he's not going to be successful. But that's true for any receiver. Um, So I expect him to improve his route running. Um, But the the crazy thing that's driving me really crazy was when people say he's not a good fit for our system. And I just don't understand that. I don't understand how you could say a young receiver who is big and lanky and capable of jumping up like a Matt O'Leary type receiver. Yes. He's capable of jumping up and making contested catches. I mean... He's you want a fast guy like that in your system. I mean, it, it, it might not be – I mean, I don't care if it's one, two, three. I don't care if it's for situations, you know, situational. It doesn't matter. You want a guy like that on your squad. Obviously, he's going to have to improve his route running. I know that's a critique on him, and that's fine. Like, he's young, and we're going to expect him to grow and be the type of character and person that's going to work hard to grow in that area. But the But there's great natural ability there. I saw great potential there. I'm excited about him. Really don't care who you call the starter, the one, the two. If it's Cole, if it's him, I just want to see our guys get in there and like you know, our, like our guy uh, Crowder is saying now, and I love it. If everyone works hard in this system, when it goes well, everyone gets to eat. Yes, and that's what I care about. I don't care about individual numbers or somebody jumping out over anybody else. And just wondering how you feel about that. If you agree with that, or if you have any concerns about um, Denzel Mims in this system. Thanks, my man. You rock.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you so much for checking in. I really am still very high on Denzel Mims. I thought he was good as a rookie, especially in the games with Flacco. Struggled down the stretch. On the final three games, he went – well, before the – I should say it like this. Before the final three games, he was averaging like 50 yards a game, and then that number dipped to under 40 because he had a zero-yard game, a 15-yard game, and, like, an 18-yard game, something along those lines. I don't remember the exact numbers, but moral of the story, it jumped from, like, 50 yards to right under 40. It was a big, big drop-off, and he just couldn't get on the same page with Sam Darnold. But look at what Zach Wilson does well. In college, when he was pushing the ball down the field, he was letting his receivers go up and get it. Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, and Denzel Mims are all really good at con- those contested catches. So when you're looking at someone who can get down the field with some pretty good speed, his speed's underrated. I don't think he's necessarily like someone who's going to be a deep ball threat like Robbie Anderson, but you're telling me that you can't you know, throw the ball up a little bit and have Mims go up and get it? I don't buy that for a second. I think he absolutely could. I think he's going to be very good in this system. I think really... The top five receivers that the Jets have right now, put them in whatever order you want. I think they will each serve a purpose and a role and have their role in the system and be successful. I'm I'm really excited for Denzel Mims. I don't get the stock down. And I know that he was, I guess, not listed as a starter technically because Keelan Cole was in there a little bit more, but I'm not worried about him. I think he's going to be really, really good. I like Denzel Mims a lot. So don't sell your Mims stock, very much so on that Denzel Mims stock. Next up, let's get to Shane in Jersey. He wants to talk more and uh, wants to talk about some Jets tickets as well.
3: Hey, Matt, what's going on? It's uh, Shane in Jersey. Yo. Second time calling. Last time I called, it was right after the draft, and it was after the Jets picked more, and I was like not too happy about it with the other guys they could have taken. But I guess I'll leave my shorts on that one. Because <laughs> I've only heard great things, love it. and you kind of told me that they were trying to you know, build around Zach and help him out, so I guess you're right, and I love what I'm hearing from it. It's uh, absolutely awesome. Love seeing what they're building. Uh, especially, too, like today, they said they're kind of close with the deal with Moses, so hopefully maybe by the time the show comes out, they'll land him. Uh, the one thing I wanted to I say, kind so. of two things, one take and one question. The take is that, honestly, man, I, I really think we're going to be better than expected this year and next year. If, if we can get eight, nine wins this year, uh, th- that'd be absolutely amazing. And we win one or two close games. I know this is getting a little ridiculous, but possibly ten wins. I don't know, man. Ooh. I don't know. We're definitely definitely co- going on the uprise. Uh, I lo- love what I'm seeing from everything. Uh, the beat writers, man. I mean, I haven't heard, like, I. Re- the only bad thing I've heard is, quite frankly, Chris Herndon dropping a ball or two. Yeah, everything I hear is phenomenal about <laughs> Wilson Moore, uh, the running backs, uh carter out of the backfield the defense the young guys playing well so i love it and i expect high things the uh question i had for you is that with uh everything on the uprise uh me and some of my friends were trying to go to some games this year specifically okay. the home opener week two and i was just wondering if you knew how that works with uh, like vaccines or not uh, i'm not vaccinated neither of my friends Nothing against it just you know just not vaccinated i was wondering if you knew like if how they're doing that with tickets because i wanted to buy them Okay. But I didn't want to know I didn't want to get him and then have to get stiff to a different section or have to, you know, pay extra or anything like that. And I tried to look it up and couldn't find anything. So I don't know if someone like yourself might know or, you know, point me in a direction. But love the show, man. Keep it up. I'll definitely keep listening, and maybe keep calling. Thank you. That's about it, man. Sorry for the rant, but have a good one. Go Jeff.
1: No, you're good. Uh really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, to try to answer your question and I'm happy you came around on more too, by the way. Uh, so the Jets released a statement on I don't know what day the call this call was, but on Thursday. So the 17th, if you want to scroll back, I don't know what social media you have, but I, I saw it on, on Twitter. Um, They will not be requiring uh, face masks. They will not be requiring a negative covid test or a vaccination. The only change I, th- I think it's a change from 2019. I don't remember off the top of my head it's cashless so you have to have a card um to pay for things which that that usually is fine for most people they will have reverse atms where you can get you know put cash in and get a temporary debit card uh if you want to do it like that but i'm th- um, from my understanding if you have a way to pay for things without cash you're good like i don't think they're checking anything else like i said they're not doing uh, a, a covet test you don't have to show your vaccination card. Uh, you could just go in, um, which is, I guess a good thing in terms of things getting back to normal, right? Which is what we want. So, uh, so hopefully that answers your question. Uh, thank you for calling in. Hopefully you called back. Phil in Charlotte is up next. Wants to talk Elijah Moore versus Kadarius. Tony. Hey
5: Matt, it's Phil from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I was just had a couple questions for you. What do you think? Um, who do you think is going to have a better year, um, Elijah Moore or Kadarius Tony? And do you think the Giants made a mistake drafting Kadarius Toney and not Elijah Moore at number mm. 20? And then my other question is, who do you think is going to have a better year record-wise Giants or the Jets this year? Hey, uh, right, man, if you could just let us know. oh, okay. and, uh, I'll be uh, watching and listening for you. Thanks, man. Sure. Um,
1: I personally like Elijah Moore a little bit more than Kadarius, Tony. I don't think Kadarius is bad by any stretch of the imagination. I just prefer Moore. Tony also seems very interested in his rap career. Um, I personally would have went more, but to Dave Kettle- Gettleman's credit, I thought he had a really good draft this year, so I'm not going to crush him over that. Uh, again, personally, I would have went more. Um, in terms of the stat line, I love more. I don't know. I was going to say the Jets have so many weapons that they might be spreading the ball around, but the Giants are kind of in that same boat. They have a really good receiving t- core too. Uh, so you know what? I'll go more with more receiving yards. <laughs> more with more. There you go. And I think the Giants have a better record because they are in an easier division, in my mind, than the AFC East. Uh, I think the Giants win eight or nine games, and the Jets are right at, like, seven or eight. So they could fi- finish very, very close. Would not stun me if the Jets finished with more, but if I were to pick right now, I have the Jets at, like, seven and ten, and the Giants probably at eight and nine. So a, a-, a touch better um, there because I-, I just think that... Well, right now they're they're a touch ahead, but maybe not for too long. Travis in Ohio is up next, wants to talk about Joe Douglas. Is he cheap? Travis, what are you telling me, my man? Let's hear him.
6: Hey, Matt. Yo. Yep. Travis from Ohio. Hey, I just had a thought just this week with the Crowder negotiations, us still not re-signing or extending May um, and not signing Robbie Anderson, Moving on from Sam, I know he had the number two pick, and there's more reasons than just that. But his contract years were coming up where we would have had to possibly pay him. Anyway, it kind of occurred to me, uh, especially when we had all that cap room with Crowder. Now, it kind of makes sense that we lower his figure a little bit because we did have leverage over him. right? And we want to bring in Moses and – Potentially, and maybe a corner. But this got me thinking. I'm a little bit worried that it might get out there with all this going on that my man, Broadway Joe Douglas, might be considered cheap. Oh. With all the Mm. low year one, two, three max contracts that he's given out. I love the news. Don't get me wrong. And we've overspent, and had people here way past their prime on so bad mm-hmm. deals and he's got a lot of youngsters and, and affordable talent and value meets talent is what he always says when he signs. but I'm just worried that that gets out there that players might call him cheap and not want to come there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be the case now but just saying it hit me this week so interesting. anyway love you buddy I have a
1: good one. Bye. Thank you, my friend.
6: Uh, Honestly,
1: I'm going to disagree with you here, Travis. I think what Joe Douglas is doing is setting foundation and setting himself up to spend for when he thinks his team is ready to be competitive. I don't think they're ready yet. I think they need another year. Now, if they go into 2022 and it's kind of more of the same stopgap kind of guys, then you can maybe question it a little bit. But at the same time, like he went out and spent pretty good money on – Corey Davis, I thought it was a fair contract, but he spent money. Uh, he also spent money on the edge for the first time in a very long time with Lawson, too. Um, I, I know he didn't get one of the big market uh, offensive linemen that maybe people were yelling and screaming about, and I get it. I understand the frustration there, but I think it's a little too early to call him cheap. Maybe if he has a similar offseason next year, then okay, you can maybe start to sell me on that, but... Uh, I'm not quite there, Travis. And I don't think you are either. I just you know, think you're bringing it up for a talking point, which is uh, an interesting thought. I never really thought of it like that, but I see, I do see where you're coming from. Rob in Tennessee's up next. He wants to get in on the CBS Disrespect.
7: Disrespectful article. Let's get to it. Hey, this is Rob from uh, Morristown, Tennessee again. Uh, yeah, CBS Sports, uh, they do disrespect the Jets, like I said, with the uh, rankings and the... Ranking of the coaches, uh, Robert Soller and Andor this should be the top two best hires for any team. Agreed. Uh, for one, Robert Soller actually took the 49ers to the Super Bowl with a crappy defense, a uh, bunch of rookies and event and stuff, and they still made it to the Super Bowl. So, uh, uh, I agree with you 100%, 100% on that, and the uh, CBS Sports really has no. They they have a bunch of hate for the Jets, so
3: they do. I don't they, know why, but they do.
7: They don't know anything, and I think the Jets are gonna sneakily impress everybody. And uh, I think they're gonna be the one of the better younger teams this year. Uh, I think they'll at least get seven to eight wins at on um, at best. And uh, uh, but uh I think they're gonna do really good this year. Go Jets! Bye.
1: I really hope so. I hope they're good this year. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, like I said. I think they're a seven-win team, which is fine. Like, that could be successful. They were the 32nd offense or 31st off. It doesn't matter. They were bottom-barrel offense for the last two years. And honestly, I'm just so excited to see them, like, actually be competitive. It's a stretch. Like, by Halloween, if they're still in the mix, that would be tremendous. We would love that. Ah, oh, wow. But yeah, I don't understand the hate. Robert Sala and Arthur Smith, two of the two of my favorite hirings from this last go around So, last one, and thank you, Rob. Last one goes to Matt Staten Island. Wants to talk about the quarterback position.
8: Hey, Matt. It's Matt from Staten Island. First of all, I just watched episode seventy, and it's Saturday so you're about to post this if I'm even in it, but I know it's, like, five days after you posted it, but I've been busy all week with finals and other stuff, so, yeah, but I was just listening, and <laughs> it was second to last yeah, that was the second-to-last caller. Yeah, that was Talking about tough. How, he, <clears throat> how much he hates Joe Douglas or whatever, and I just thought that was, like, hilarious, Um, and I thought he literally sounded, like, pretty dumb when he said that. Um but anyway, uh I wanted to talk about the quarterback position because <clears throat> I know we have obviously Zach Wilson, but like we have no competition. Not competition, but we have like no NFL quarterbacks that have um oh my god, what's the word? Experience? I can't think of the word. Experience. There you go. We yes, have no quarterback that have NFL experience. Uh Zach Wilson, James Morgan, and I had, I forgot that other quarterback's name um, I thought a good idea was to trade for Nick Foles I know that mm. probably sounds dumb because you probably hate, I know you probably would hate that but I think it might be good if it's a good value like trade if it's not for too much um, give me your thoughts on that or suggest another quarterback that you think would be best maybe to sign or trade for Um. yeah thank you and have a good
1: day yeah thank you um nick Foles, gardner minshew those are two names that really stand out and seem like they would make a ton of sense uh depends on what you're giving up i don't love the idea of trading for a backup quarterback but i get it uh there really aren't anybody there really isn't anyone on the open market who i would like to sign and bring in now at this point rg3 i saw him uh talking about or not talking about between the eye emoji at a at a or responding with an eye emoji to a tweet or something like that. I know my cousin, Brandon, if he's listening, uh, would love that. Um, I don't know. I, I guess probably either Minshew or Foles makes the most sense at this point in my eyes, but uh, they might very well like, it. Wow, the show came full circle. They They might very well stick with the youth and that could be okay too. So let me know. How do you guys feel about it? Please make sure to subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcast. Really uh, really appreciate it for all the love and support. Love doing the show every week. Uh, and it's continuing to grow, which is huge. And I'm getting more opportunities now with different things. Uh, more stuff coming over the summer and in the fall that I can't really get into just yet. But super excited about the future of this show and the future of this channel. And you guys can help by entering the giveaway for either a Zach Wilson jersey or... Um, I'm giving away two Manscaped packages as well. Subscribe to this one. Subscribe to the Just Jets Clips channel.
2: Comment, done, and that'll do it. So that's it for me. I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll talk to you next time.